Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. Today is our second Sidra, our second Aliyah of the week for Ketetzi, which means when you go out, and it's taken from Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 22, all the way to chapter 22, verse 7. But we're just going to read verses 4, 5, and 6 of chapter 22. It says, if you see your brother's donkey or ox collapsed on the road, you may not behave as if you haven't seen it. You must help him and get them on their feet again. Now, this is the principle of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is the whole golden rule thing. And even more so, if it's your enemy uh, whose donkey has collapsed on the road, you are to help him. You're saying, well, how does this apply to us? We don't ride horses and donkeys anymore. We ride cars. Exactly. If you see a, a brother or even an enemy who is broken down on the road, and I know you're busy, you've got time schedules, you've got places to go and places to be and people to see and all that. But the very least you can do is stop and say, hey, have you called for help? Hey, is there anything that I can do? I may not be really mechanically inclined, but is there is there anything that I can do to help you? Can I go get you some gas? Can I drive you somewhere? Or have you called, you know, CAA or AAA? Have you called a mechanic or a tow truck or whatever? So do whatever you can. And especially if you do it for an enemy, you're showing that, you know what, we may have our differences, but you're a human being and I still love you. You kill them with kindness and and heap hot burning coals spiritually upon their head. So we are obligated to help uh, those that are in need if it is within our power to do so. Then verse five, a very controversial verse, but we'll tackle it. A woman is not to wear men's clothing and a man is not to wear uh, a woman's clothing, but whoever does these things is detestable. Some translations say abomination to Adonai your God. So obviously, this is talking about cross dressing, and uh, um, you know that is one thing that it's talking about. So it's a clear prohibition. But if you really get down to the Hebrew, because there are some uh, Christian denominations and Christian uh, movements out there that say women can't wear pants because that's a man's garment. Well, that's just a bunch of malarkey. Because because uh, there are men and women's pants. The cut is totally different. A man cannot wear a woman's pants because it won't fit his body. Um, you know, they're cut differently. They're made differently. They're clearly aesthetically differently. You can tell men's jeans from women's jeans apart. And jeans aren't the issue because back in the day when everybody wore robes, you could makeshift your robe into a pair of baggy pants. You just reach down and grab the bottom of, of, your, um, of your robe. You hiked it up um, over your waist and tucked it into your belt and it made like these baggy pants which showed your knees and calves and, and it helped you to work in the fields to not be restricted by the garment if you needed to run or you needed to fight your body was freed up to do so. So this is not talking about women wearing pants, but in the Hebrew, it's more specifically talking about men's military garments. So this is kind of hinting at that a guy is trying to dodge a war by dressing like a woman and disguising himself as a woman so as not to go to war, and a woman dressing like a man because she wants to go and fight. But this is not a matter of can women do what men can do. That's not what this issue is. This issue is our women are treasures. Our women are special. We want to 
to love and protect our women and children. We will sacrifice ourselves for them. They don't need to go to war. We will go to war for them. We will be on the front lines. So you can make a greater case or a greater biblical ar argument that women shouldn't be fighting on the front lines in the military more so than you can make the argument that, that women shouldn't wear pants. So that's kind of that, that verse in a nutshell. So let's go to uh, chapter uh, or verse six. It says, if you are walking along and you happen to see a bird's nest in a tree or on the ground with chicks or eggs, and the mother bird is sitting on the chicks or the eggs, you are not to take the mother with the chicks. Why is this? Because the mother can still reproduce and make more chicks. You can take the eggs, you can take the chicks because they're not viable to reproduce. Uh, you must let the mother go but you may take the chicks for yourself so that things will go well with you and you will prolong your life. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 and 20, it talks about observing the least of these commandments. So let's go to Matthew chapter 5 really quick verses 17 through 20. It says, do not think that I have come to abolish the Torah. I haven't come to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill, to bring them into their full and complete understanding and meaning is what this Greek means. Amen, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, stop what you're doing, take a look out the window. Is heaven and earth still there? Okay, yep, thought so. <laughs> um, I, uh, amen, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or, 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 the, or the seraph. In other words, the smallest letter of the Hebrew alphabet is a yud. It looks like a comma. And the jot, the tittle, is like a decorative flare. The seraph is like a decorative flare, a decorative uh, ornament on any Hebrew letter. It says, shall not pass away from the Torah, from the law, until all things come to pass. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of the commandments, you just learned what the least of the commandments is, according to the rabbis and sages. And that is not to disturb a bird's nest. That if you're going to, you can take the eggs and the chicks, but don't take the mother. Uh, so that's the least of the commandments. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of the commandments and teaches other the same, hey, it's okay to do so. We're not under law, we're under grace, shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, this one shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and the Torah scholars, you shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Your righteousness has to come from within, not from without. You can keep out the outward appearances and do everything right on the outside, but if it's not right on the inside, it's meaningless. That's why Yeshua said, if you look on a woman with lust, you've committed adultery with her. You may not have physically jumped in bed with her, but you've already did it in your mind, so you're not righteous. And the Pharisees were all about the outward show and the outward appearance, for the most part. There were some really, really good Pharisees. You had Nicodemus, you had Joseph of Arimathea, you had Paul the Apostle. You know, he says, he still said, even after his conversion, I am a Pharisee. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's kind of that. Let's go back to Deuteronomy and wrap this thing up. So uh, anyway, so these are the uh, the little commandments that I wanted to tackle today in this uh, this little teaching. Hope you enjoyed it. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.